Alright, what did you ask me? Are we going to watch what? Do you want to say your name? Because you're talking into the microphone right now. Do you want to say your name? J-O-V-I-E. And what's that spell? Me. <laughs> but what's your name? Joey. Yeah. What does Daddy do a podcast on? The Colorado? Colorado. Avalanche? Avalanche. What do you say at the end of the show? Say it loud. Go, let's go. <laughs> yeah. So, are you going to help Daddy do a show? Mm-hmm. Yeah? Yeah. Because there's no hockey, so Daddy needs to keep doing a show. Mm-hmm. And you want to do it with him? Mm-mm-mm. You don't? No. You don't want to talk about hockey? Maybe tomorrow. Maybe tomorrow. What do you want to talk about today? Choo-choo. Trains? You want to talk about trains? No, I want to play trains. You want to play trains? What's your What's your favorite train? A rainbow. A rainbow train? Yeah. What color is a rainbow train? Yeah, I don't. Uh, just let's just play. Okay, we'll go play rainbow train. Dad. All right, Colorado Avalanche fans, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever and wherever you may be listening. And thank you for joining the Locked On Avalanche podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, Chris Maselli, with another episode of the podcast dedicated to your Colorado Avalanche. And while there continues to be no hockey, no pretty much everything, uh, we will truck along here over at the Locked On Avalanche podcast and pretty much across the board at Locked On. Uh, we're going to just keep going as business as usual, just without the actual games being played. And we're going to kind of get into a couple things that have happened over the weekend. It, does it look like there is some bright spots on the horizon? You're getting like some some uh, variant of opinions and, and news articles that one you'll read, you'll say like, okay, maybe there's some something good that come out of it. And then you read another one and it's like, yeah, there's no chance. So we'll get into that stuff. We'll talk about the Gronkies agreeing to pl- pay their employees, which is obviously a good thing. Um, and I posted a poll question up to Twitter, which I thought had some pretty surprising results. It's still going on, uh, I think, until the morning. I put it up for 24 hours. But it's really lopsided, which really surprised the heck out of me. So we'll kind of get into that, too. First things first, follow the show on social media, on Twitter, L-O-P-N underscore Avalanche. On Instagram, search for Locked on Avalanche and send anything that's on your mind right now. Question, comments, concerns, opinions. We're still doing the Fandom Friday segment. If you want to be on that, send all of that stuff over to LockedOnAvalanche at gmail.com. And you can also follow these games. Just because the season is in jeopardy, Doesn't mean we can't enjoy hockey, and for the last two games against the Canucks and against the Vegas Golden Knights, I have live-streamed the games through NHL 20 on the PlayStation 4. 
I put it in broadcast mode, so it kind of gives you the feel that you actually are watching a game. It takes about a half hour. I don't play it real time because I don't think anybody wants to watch that for two and a half to three hours. So the time is sped up a little bit. Um, and yeah, about a half hour from start to finish. And they're actually really entertaining games. The last two games have been really good. Uh, the Avs lost in overtime to the Canucks. The Canucks got a uh, a goal with like six seconds left to tie it. And then scored another one in overtime. And then the one against Vegas. The Avalanche tied it in the third. And then like a minute later, Vegas took a lead. And the Avs couldn't do anything with it. So the, the Avs have lost in overtime and lost in regulation. But it's kind of just fun to watch it. I'm keeping track of the record. So if you want to do that, follow on Twitter or Instagram. I post the link uh, in, in both of those things. So I post it about a half hour, but I might do you know 15 minutes or something before the game actually starts. I'm wanting to do them at 9 o'clock at night Eastern time. So join it. It's kind of fun. And there's you know some people in there. You can get a, get a chat going if you want to chat about the game. We got to do something to pass the time with no hockey. We would know, know nothing. And as you can see... Uh, I brought my daughter on in the beginning, but she didn't really want to take part much. So, I mean, she's almost four. So what can you expect? So either way, how is, uh, I guess, well, there is some actually avalanche news we're pertaining to the avalanche. Brendan Lemieux with that hit that on Donskoy uh, during the Rangers avalanche game, right towards the end of that game did have a hearing and he will face a suspension. I don't think they said how many games. But once play starts back up, he will finish it. So it's not like he's playing out this time now because that clearly would not be fair. So whenever play resumes, whether it's this year or next year, or if this year we go directly into the playoffs and the Rangers miss the playoffs, it'll be carried over to next year. But he will face uh, a multiple game suspension, we think. But like I said, I don't think they, they mentioned uh, how many games. But it doesn't matter. I think uh, suspension was definitely warranted there, and he will be facing one. Now the question is, you know, not just for him, but as a whole, do we have any idea of when the season will pick back up? And like I said in the beginning, like, it's you read one thing, like players might return to the arenas next week, and you think, okay, maybe that, you know, there's something here and maybe they'll play to empty arenas, which I'm sure is on the table. If the powers that be kind of get a handle on this coronavirus and tells people that it's okay to return to certain things of maybe not mass gatherings, but something like a hockey game, if it's just the players, uh, you know, and, and obviously like a scorekeeper and things like that, if they're given the okay to do that, it looks like the NHL is open to returning to that next week. Maybe not games. It's very confusing. Maybe not games, but maybe just getting back into the arena. Because right now they told them to stay away from everything. And then you see what the CDC put out today. And they recommended any public events where there will be more than 50 people cancel those for the next two months. So if the NHL adopts that, you can pretty much kiss this season goodbye. So it's it's a it's still a dire thing. It, you know, over the weekend, you didn't get any 
inkling that the the U.S. really has a handle on this. You didn't really get an inkling that any country really has a handle on it. But you know, specifically in the United States, uh, it's it's still as much as a problem as it was 24 hours, 48 hours ago, a week ago, two weeks ago. It's maybe gotten even worse. So the more it goes on, just my gut feeling is this season's done. And I hate to say that, and I will still hold out. Kyle, when I had Kyle on on the Friday show, we, we kind of were being the optimists and still holding out for that 1%. And I will always do that until I get a notification on my phone that says Batman cancels the entire season. We're in suspension mode right now. So until that suspension changes to canceled, I'll still hold out that 1% or a couple percent that we might get something, some sort of shortened season, go right to the playoffs, whatever it may be. But it just doesn't seem that way if you pay attention to what's going on outside of the sports world and just, like I said, what the CDC is saying, just what doctors are saying. It doesn't doesn't look good. So I guess we'll just have to play the waiting game um, and play simulations on NHL 20 for now until we can get actual hockey back. But if you want to take that, the articles about saying they can return next week, possibly, and run with that, be my guest. But if you look at the bigger picture, it just doesn't look good across the board into the foreseeable future. But we still have that 1% that we can hang on to. All right, so a lot of teams... And maybe it's just they're slow to react. And, and, you know, people have to figure out things. Even even Mark Cuban has come out and said he's going to pay his hourly employees. And I haven't really followed up on that. I'm sure he will. But he, he couldn't do it immediately, I guess. It's just they, they have to put things into place. And I think that happened for a lot of teams because a lot of teams were being put on that list of teams that aren't – that will not continue to pay – their hourly employees and and I'm one of those people that that I didn't think that was right and the avalanche were on a list of teams that were not up until Monday or Sunday I'm sorry uh, were on a list of teams that I don't want to say had no intention just didn't implement anything or even came out and said that they were going to continue to pay their hourly employees well, that changed yesterday when the Gronkies released a statement saying that they would do that for the next 30 days. And I think that's fair. Uh, we, we can't hold this against the people that showed up um, as their job. This, none of this is, is their fault. And to continue to pay them, I think, is, is the best thing that you can do. Not even and forget about from a PR standpoint. Forget about how it looks in the press. It's just a morally right thing to do. Should you maybe revisit this after 30 days and see where we are and if the CDC or the government or whoever says, you know, we might need another month, you reevaluate and say like, okay, if we know that it's only going to be another month, maybe you pay him another month. You know, and everyone wants to say, like, these are billionaires and they can afford it. And yes, that is true. And they wouldn't be where they are, continue to be where they are, 
if it wasn't for the fans showing up and those people doing the work for the hourly wage. Everything comes together to make this thing run and to just abandon those people for something that is completely out of their control just is not is not right. So I'm seeing more and more teams who hadn't said anything kind of flipping the script like the Colorado Avalanche have and are going to start paying those people. And like I said, I think for the Avalanche, I would have to believe that was always their intention. They just had to get things in line and. It, it, you just can't turn around and say, oh, we're going to pay these people. I mean, I guess you could say that and then figure out the logistics because it clearly didn't take very long for the Avalanche to do that, to figure out the logistics and then say we're going to pay it. But I think the Avalanche were just silent in the beginning and that kind of rubbed people the wrong way. But, I mean, it is a business that they run. That They run. They have to figure it out. It seemed like they figure it out and they're going to pay their people, which I am all for, clearly. I mean, it came out that the NHL was going to pay their players for the remainder of the season. And it's not like they need it. Uh, But the people that do need it were kind of in limbo for a little while. So, yeah, it's just good to see that at least for the next month, they'll be taken care of. And then we'll see what happens after that. I also have not heard of any NHL player specifically testing positive. And I know a couple days ago, there hadn't even been any NHL players that were tested. The NHL, it's not like that they were requiring it or anything, but I hadn't heard of anybody feeling any symptoms. Well, you're probably not going to hear anybody going to feel any symptoms, but you will hear if someone took a test and it's positive or negative. I haven't heard any of that coming out of the NHL. I think this coming week, we are going to see a big increase in the amount of people just across the board that are positive for it. And I think within that has got to be some NHL players. So we'll have to keep an eye on that because uh, now it's getting into the kind of like this, the scary part of it because the testing has gone up a little bit. I don't think as much as it should have. It seems like we're really dragging our feet a little bit to want to test people. But they're testing more, and it takes three or four, and maybe because of the influx of it, might even take five days for the results to come back. So I think at some point during this week, you'll see the numbers really go through the roof. And just by the the sheer amount of uh, people that this is affecting, it, it's got to affect somebody in the NHL. And we'll see how rampant it is and if any Avalanche players are affected. Um, I know it hit a minor league player in the New York Yankees system who was the first baseball player, I think at any level, to be positive for it. Obviously, the NBA issues. So it's still still an ongoing issue. And, and just because of this, because we, have, we, we, don't, we don't seem to have a grasp on it yet, just kind of makes me feel like we're not going to get a grasp on it tomorrow or the next day, or the next week. So we're just really just kind of in that, what the heck do we do? And the one thing that I also want to say is I don't want this to turn into the coronavirus podcast. This is a Colorado Avalanche podcast, uh, and, and I intend to, if there's any news out there, to obviously talk about the the Avalanche and how it pertains to them, but this is still fresh. So this is kind of going to be the topic, at least for today. Uh, you know, if whatever, if this affects the Colorado Avalanche specifically, obviously it's going to be talked about. If it just affects the NHL as a whole, it's going to be talked about. 
but I don't, I don't want to talk about this thing day in and day out. I know a lot of people will come here because they don't want to hear about it. And I take that in as well. So I will do my best to, to, like I said, not turn this into the locked on coronavirus. Uh, it's not something I want to do. So at least for today, just because this is still fresh, it's just what, what not only what I'm talking about, just what everybody is talking about. So we are going to finish the show with a very interesting poll. Here, this, here you go. I'm going to get back to hockey and talk about a poll question that I put up on Twitter, which if you're listening to this first thing in the morning, you still have a chance to vote on it. And I would, I don't, I don't want to sway the votes. I'm not doing that. But just hear me out on this, on the question and the two answers I posed. And I'm a little bit surprised it's going in the direction that it is. So if you don't follow the show on Twitter and have no idea what I'm talking about, about the poll question that I put up, the question I asked was, what upsets you more about this season ending? If, if it is done for good, what are you more upset about? And the two options I gave are Nathan McKinnon not hitting 100 points or the Red Wings not owning the worst record in NHL history, beating out the avalanche and surprising to me. I think the last time I checked, it was like 76% to 24%. I'm going to double check on it right now. Uh, the majority of people, where are we here? Uh, it's yeah. 74% to 26%. Uh, majority of people said they are more upset that Nathan McKinnon will not get a hundred points as opposed to the Detroit Red Wings setting a new low in points. I, I thought people would much want rather see Detroit and not because it's Detroit because I don't want to own that record. Nathan McKinnon is young and will have a lot of years left and will probably score a hundred points multiple times. I don't think we are going to get many chances for us to remove our name from that futility record. And this was it as quickly. I mean, that, that season was only a few years ago. That is still fresh in a lot of avalanche minds. Uh, And for the Red Wings, so a lot of people thought that was going to stand for, you don't want to say forever, but close to it. I honestly didn't think really in my lifetime or maybe towards the end of my lifetime, I would see a team come close to that record. That's a terrible, terrible record. And for just a few short years later, a team is on the verge of owning it, as bad as it is to own that record, I would want a team to to own that other than the Colorado Avalanche. Tack on the fact that it's the Detroit Red Wings that could own it, and how can you not be more upset about that? The the Nathan McKinnon getting 100 points, that's a personal thing. And, you know, good, good for him if he gets it. But players like him get 100 points left and right all the time. And he will get that. And he will get that many times in his career. I just don't think now that if this season is completely done and over with, I don't see Detroit... And who knows what happens in in, uh, free agency. And Detroit is still a a desirable place to go to when it comes to a a hockey town. So they could sign some people in the offseason. 
and maybe they won't go from the absolute worst to playoffs, but the Avalanche did it. So what's to say Detroit can't do it? So I'm shocked that it's that, the discrepancy is that big. I'm not saying go on there. You will have, like I said, if you're listening to this in the morning, I think I put this up at 8 o'clock in the morning or something like that. Or nine o'clock in the morning. No, it might have been. I don't remember. It was early in the morning. So I'm not trying to sway the votes, but that's my argument. We we might be holding on to this record even longer now. And as soon as a team beats that record, we the the Avalanche season in the eyes of the hockey fan, that's forgotten. Now it's the Red Wings. And an original six team owning that record. God. That, that, that's an opportunity missed right there. So see how much this virus is messing with everything. It's messing with, sure, it's messing with Nathan McKinnon's 100-point season, which he just can't seem to get, and maybe that's the reason why people are more upset about it. I think if you've already had a 100-point season, I wouldn't even have posted this question. But fans want to see him get that, and I get that. But I want to see somebody other than the Colorado Avalanche owning the futility record. And if that was the Detroit Red Wings, even more reason to want that to happen. So maybe I should just do an episode where I breathe lifelessly for 22 minutes into the microphone of everything that this disease or virus has ruined for the NHL, for the Colorado Avalanche, for sports in general. Maybe I'll do that. I don't think that would get many listeners, so... That'll do it for today, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we will probably have a show tomorrow, like I said, on the Friday show. We are not required to do uh, a show every day. I'd like to, and I probably will, at least for this week. And if the content is there, if there's stuff going on, we'll talk about it. Kind of come up with some fun bits here and there. Uh, maybe I'll have more guests on, maybe more fans to come on. So... I'm going to continue like it's business as usual. So we'll see what happens. So that's going to be it for today. And then for tomorrow, join the uh, join, join Twitter or uh, Instagram so you can see the link to go watch the, the simulated game. That will be Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern time. Avs vs. Sharks. I'm telling you, they're really exciting games. Very, very exciting games. The Avs got to get a win, though. So, and I'm keeping track of the record. They're at 93 points right now. And then when the playoffs come around, we'll simulate the playoffs, too. And maybe I'll fudge that one so the Avs win it. No, I'm not going to do that. So, but join it. It's a lot of fun. So, that'll be it for today, everybody. See you guys tomorrow. Started the show with Jovi, and like we always do, we'll end the show with Jovi. Here she is. Go, Abs, go!